Well, good morning. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be in the house of God. Um, this is this is uh, a different message. I'll I'll share in a few minutes. <coughs> Some of you probably say, "Well, Ogren, you always share a different message," so it's just the way it is. <laughs> um, let me just take just a couple minutes to give you an update on Great Commission Media Ministries. Um, uh, there are newsletters in the back, so feel free. There, I think there's three out there. If you want to take all three, that's just fine. Go ahead. Um, if you like to receive our information on a monthly basis, just sign up, and we'll send the newsletter to you. Uh, <coughs> just as an update, like um, last year, I shared with you that that we have television studios in Finland, and every day, five days a week, we're doing programming not in Finnish or English, but in Arabic and Farsi. So we bring people from all over Europe um, whose first language is Arabic or Farsi. Farsi is the language of, of Iran. And so we go in, we preach, we teach, we do music. They do all kinds of ministry. Then we uplink these to 16 different satellite networks. Um, it's pretty expensive stuff for us to do that. But the fruit has just been amazing. We are literally uh, averaging 200,000 responses a month from this programming from the Middle East, from all over, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, you know, Jordan, Lebanon, you know, anything you can think of as far as the Middle East. Um, and, and so w we had a problem because, <laughs> you know, these are a lot of people that need to be followed up. Uh, and so... Uh, since I was with you last, we've opened an office now in Egypt, and 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 we've hired 16 people, and, and their full-time job is to now do the follow-up of all these people that are calling into our ministry. Uh, some of it is 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 social media, some of it is 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 internet, you know. Um, so uh, so they're doing the follow-up. They're they're also delegating out to different countries where we already know where Christians are who can make personal contact with these people. And um, so this is, this is one of my projects. So every month we pay for it. It's, it's really reasonable. I, I mean, um, the office and 16 people cost me $3,000 a month. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, they don't make a lot of money in Egypt. So, so we're able to, to do it quite, quite re reasonably. Also, as an update, um, last year I showed the the uh, digital audio players that we did for, for South Sudan, uh, the 20,000 units that we purchased for South Sudan. And now we're in the distribution process. And uh, as of last week, uh, of the 3,000 villages that we're reaching with these digital audio players, and by the way, those of you that don't know it, uh, on these players, we put all the life stories we put on television, 20 of them, um, on, on the digital audio player. We put the Gospel of John on there. We put Christian music from South Sudan on there and children's programming. And it can't be erased. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a part of the unit. So, um, um, so m many of these people in these villages are unreached people. Most of them are illiterate. So a book would do them no good. So the digital audio player is a wonderful way to reach some of these people for the gospel. And we've done 550 of 3,000 villages so far. 
and we're 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 contracting with a with an organization in South Sudan called Across, which is a Christian humanitarian organization. They already have credibility in these villages. They already go into these villages, so they're the ones who are going in and training, usually two, three, four different people in each village how to use the unit, and uh, and and so they can use it appropriately. And uh, that's also part of my project is the is the distribution process uh, we're figuring it's be about twenty dollars per village and so about sixty thousand dollars total gratefully I've raised already about four hundred thousand I have forty thousand of the of this of the sixty thousand dollars so very we're, we're well on our way with that project and just very grateful for that uh, please pray for us October 1 we're starting a media campaign in Dar Salaam Tanzania in East Africa our first time in East Africa um, and um, amazingly, we have 2,000 churches that are cooperating with us in Dar es Salaam. And uh, uh, so every night, every night, every night, prime time, there will be a different life story on, on state television every night in Dar es Salaam and radio and billboards and newspaper ads and all kinds of advertising that we normally do. And we're just very, very excited about this. The... Uh, the programming on television, uh, our name is nowhere. There's no preaching. There's no plea for money. Um, it's just somebody's life story from that culture telling their story of how they came to Christ. It's a 25-minute story, so it's extended. Uh, it's one-third what their life was like before they came to Christ, one-third how they came to Christ very specifically, and one-third what their life is like now since they've come to know Jesus. At the bottom of each one is a website and a phone number Phone numbers connected to a local call center. We've already trained hundreds of people to staff the call center 24-7 during the month long of programming. Um, we've also printed a book um, in Swahili, our first book in Swahili. Um, and so we're, we're super excited about that. And, um, and the churches have actually secured a 60,000 seat uh, open air stadium for a closing event. Um, and the president has been invited to come, uh, and it happens to be his birthday, and he's coming. <laughs> so we're, we're very excited about that. Uh, so be praying for us. We recognize it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by media, <laughs> but it's by the Spirit of God that the lives of people are touched and people come to Christ. And we're believing God for thousands of people. Would you join me just praying for that right now? Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. that thousands of people in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, in East Africa, who right now do not know Jesus, will come to know Christ. Their names would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. and They would have the assurance of eternal life. We pray for that in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would use this ministry in a powerful way. We pray as well for these digital audio players that are being distributed now all over South Sudan, God, that, that uh, thousands and thousands of these people in these very, very desperately poor villages will come to Christ. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. First uh, Peter chapter 5, you can turn there. Um, this morning is, is, is a different focus because 
uh, elders are being installed. I always think that's a funny term, installation. Almost sounds like carpet. But, you, you know, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're so, so uh, Mick and, and Bob are being installed as new elders along with Joe, who is already an elder here, uh, to come along um, Pastor Rob uh, for ministry. And we believe it's going to multiply the impact of ministry here in this church in a wonderful way. Um, <clears throat> so when, when Jacob in the Old Testament, I'll get to First Peter in just a minute. When Jacob blessed his two grandsons, Ephraim and, and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph in, in Genesis chapter 48, he refers to God in a particular way. He talks about God as being the God who has been my shepherd all my life long. God who has been my shepherd all my life long. We know Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Isaiah 40 verse 11, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. Um, John, uh, Jesus in John chapter 11 says, I am the good shepherd. Hebrews chapter 13 refers to Jesus as the great shepherd of the sheep. And, and when Moses was at the end of his life and ministry, he cries out to the Lord in, in Numbers chapter 27. And he says, Let the Lord appoint a man over the congregation that the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep without a shepherd. I find that interesting that, 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 that Moses uh, didn't, didn't cry out for a warrior or, or an administrator or a priest or a prophet. But he cried out that God would provide for the people a shepherd. Elder ministry. By the way, the term elder, pastor, and bishop in the New Testament are used interchangeably. And, and, and elder return, responds to the person. And, 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 and so when, 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 you're, when you're installing elders as a, as a local church here, you're recognizing people within your congregation who will have spiritual responsibility along with Pastor Rob for the, for the care of the body of Christ. That's what elders are. They, they don't just hold an office. They don't just meet once in a while with pastor. But, but they have a responsibility before God for the care of the body of Christ. Um, and, and so what is the ministry of the shepherd? It is to feed. It is to tend. It is to nourish. It is to cherish. It is to supply. It is to govern. It is to protect the body of Christ. I pastored 35 years before I started with Great, Great Commission Media uh, 12 years ago. Uh, I started pastoring when I was five years old. Not, not really. Um, so, you know, so, so, you know, it's been 47 years of ministry. But, but, but I, I loved my season of pastoring. It was a wonderful time in my life. And, 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 and one of the great joys I had of pastoring was, was working with a band of brothers that are called elders. And we worked together. We prayed together. We made, we made happy decisions together. We made difficult decisions together. Uh, it, and, 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 and it's wonderful. And, and it's wonderful to see that expanded here beyond Pastor and Joe. That, that now these, these two guys are going to have some more help. 
to come alongside and to work alongside of them. So, 1 Peter chapter 5. So I exhort the elders, Mick and Bob, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So, so, so Peter says, shepherd the flock that is among you. So, so, so these elders and, and, and Pastor Rob, together with them, you're not responsible for, for, you know, the whole city. You're not responsible for many, many churches. You're responsible for this body of Christ. But one day, God will hold Pastor Rob and these elders responsible for how they shepherded the body of Christ. James chapter 3 says, don't be many teachers because there's greater condemnation. So there's a greater responsibility. So this is a, this is a matter of responsibility. Okay? This isn't sim simply an office. This isn't simply a position. This is a responsibility. Now, where, where there's responsibility... There's also authority. Authority and responsibility go hand in hand. All right? So, so because of that, these elders, uh, now one, two, three, four, Pastor Rob and Joe and, and, and Bob and Mick, not only have, have authority in the church, but the only reason they have authority is because they're going to give an account one day. <laughs> they're responsible. They're going to they're going to stand before God and give an account for how they led and and for how they how they ministered to you as the body of Christ. Praise God. How many are glad that you have people that will oversee, which means they're here to protect you. They're here to help you. And by the way, you know, part of the responsibility of elders and and pastors is the issue of of protecting the flock. And I my goodness, I I could tell you story after story after story where where we had to kick the wolves out. You know, sometimes there's wolves that come into the flock and and and, and sometimes there's false doctrine that comes into the flock and, and, and sometimes you have to make difficult decisions. Well that's all a part of the role of an elder. All right? And and, and that's what's happening here. Now Ezekiel follow me now. Ezekiel was a young priest, thirty years of age. He was the son of a priest. And he was one of 10,000 Jews that were taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar back in 597 B.C. Eight years previous to Ezekiel being taken captive, Daniel was taken captive. All right? So Daniel's already uh, under the authority of Nebuchadnezzar. But Ezekiel now uh, is, is, is now a new prophetic voice. A new prophetic voice. For some 22 years, he served in that capacity for Israel. I, I, I like one of his sayings that, um, in, in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 3, and chapter 3, verse 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me. <laughs> the hand of the Lord was upon me. And so I, 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 pray, I pray for Pastor Rob and for Joe and for Bob and for Mick that the hand of the Lord will be upon you. That's, that's more important than anything else. That the hand of the Lord will be upon you. And that you will lead faithfully this congregation. 
And I believe that, that this congregation under, under expanded leadership, you're, you're doing this as a church with a sense of future. That, that yes, thank God for each and every one of you that are here, but we recognize that, 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 that God has many other people, like, like, like what, what the Lord spoke to Paul when he went to Corinth, and, and none of those people were Christians yet. He says, I have many people in this city. Okay? And there's many people in this city yet that are going to come to Christ. And I pray that they will also become a part of this fellowship here. But Ezekiel chapter 34 is kind of an interesting portion of Scripture. It, it, it's, it's kind of a negative portion of Scripture. And I want to I twist that uh, and, 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 and bring a positive message in a relationship to, to a negative word towards shepherds. And, and it's good for shepherds. It's good for, for Mick and for Bob and, and for Joe and, and for Pastor Rob to, to read Ezekiel 34 every, every once in a while. It's, it's kind of a wake-up call for, for all of us in leadership. Verse 34, uh, Ezekiel 34, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord. Surely, uh, because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. And basically, uh, God goes on to say, you know, since the shepherds are not going to uh, shepherd the flock, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. So let me just walk through some things. Number one, in verse three, one of the things that God has called shepherds to do, elders to do, in the body of Christ, is to feed the sheep. Feed the sheep. Now, now, not every elder is necessarily a public speaker. I'm not talking necessarily about public speaking primarily. Feeding people spiritually happens more often one-on-one -on -one than it does like this. Okay? So, so, so an elder doesn't have to. I had many elders that were not necessarily wonderful public speakers, but they were wonderful shepherds. And they met with people one-on-one, -on -one and they were good. They understood the Word of God, and they, and, they, and, they, and they took care of feeding the flock of God. And so we see this over and over again. We read 1 Peter 5, 2, shepherd or feed the flock of God. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, we see uh, Paul 
speaking to new elders, pay, pay careful attention to yourself and all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. And so uh, you, you as elders um, are, are called to not only feed the flock, but you are also called to be a, a seawall against the storms of false teaching. And so it's important for you as elders to recognize that God has called you to a place of spiritual leadership. And a part of that is to make sure that the body of Christ is teaching, is being taught the Word of God in a pure way according to the Scriptures. Number two, it says strengthen the weak. You're, you're called um, to, to encourage to cause to prevail is, is what it means here. To encourage and cause to prevail. You know, Barnabas was one of those guys. He was called, he had a different name, but they called him Barnabas. That was his nickname because he was, he was a son of encouragement. And God has called elders to be a source of encouragement to those who are weak. Um, to do what Isaiah chapter 35 talks about. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Uh, Acts chapter 20 verse 35. Help the weak. Uh, and, and, and so God has called us to stand alongside those who are weak. And that is certainly a, a, a part of the calling of leadership. Number three, it talks in Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 4. It says, the sick you have not healed. Elder ministry pastoral ministry needs to be open to the supernatural. And I pray that, that all four of you in the area of spiritual leadership in this church will be used of God supernaturally. That you will lay hands on the sick and see them recovered. You will see people who are demon-possessed delivered by the power of God. You will see, see marriages that are broken, restored. That you would see lives that... that that, that are confused and, and, and distorted by the enemy brought back into the place that God wants it to be. And so I want to, right now, we're going to pray for the elders later, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pray right now for, for the elders here as well. God, I pray right now for, for Mick and for Bob and for Joe and for Pastor Rob. I pray that God, in the name of Jesus, you would use them supernaturally in this body. I pray that, God, they would many times lay hands on sick people and see them recover. <laughs> the Scripture talks about call for the elders of the church and have them anoint you with oil. And so, God, we believe you, God, for the anointing of the Spirit of God to see sick people healed, to see bound people delivered, to see uh, people who have been distorted by Satan brought back to clarity and understanding of truth. God, we pray for that in the name of Jesus. So, so God, we just, we just, we just pray that, that there would be a mantle of supernatural anointing that would come upon them today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. Praise God. So, so our cry is, is, is Acts chapter 4, 29 to 31. Grant your servants to speak the word with boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal. And may signs and wonders be done through the holy name of Jesus. And everybody says amen to that. Amen. Praise God. Number four, Ezekiel 34 verse 4 says concerning binding up the injured. And, 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 and this speaks of those who are crushed and shattered and wrecked. And, and, and I love Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to bind up the brokenhearted. The bind up the brokenhearted. And, and so we're, 
we're called the Good Samaritan Ministry. We're called to come alongside those who are broken. And, 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 and the body of Christ is many things. It's an army. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a priesthood. Um, but it's also a hospital <laughs> where people can come. People who are broken can come and be restored and be healed. Number five, it talks about bring back those who, are, who, who, who have strayed. It means seek for those who have lost their way. This is, this is big to Jesus. Jesus talked a lot about this in Matthew 18. He talks about leaving the 99 and going after the one lost sheep. And, and, and part of the responsibility of elders, and it's not that they have to do it all, but, and many times it's a ministry of delegation, but they need to be aware of people who have strayed and come alongside of them and bless them and help them and, and go after them. It's not a matter, well, if they don't show up, that's their problem. <laughs> We're called to go after people. And I love, I love what, what Mick was talking about, you know, of, of reaching out even to even, even boys that don't have fathers, you know. And this, this is all a part of, of, of reaching out to the lost. And uh, God, God, wants, God wants us to be doing that. Um, when Jesus, uh, when Jesus went, was in the house of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19 and... and Zacchaeus uh, repented of his sin. Uh, Jesus said that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. So we're called to go after him, right? That's what God has called us to do. Um, uh, the Lord also here in Ezekiel 34 dealt with the shepherds because of, of dealing with people with, with harshness, ruled them with harshness. And because of that, the sheep were scattered. I remember years ago, I was a young pastor. I was really young. I was probably 25 years old. I was pastoring this little church on Vashon Island, Washington, out in Puget Sound. And, uh, um, you know, it was, it was during the hippie era. And hippies were getting saved. And, and it was exciting. And we built a new building. And it was a great time. And, and I was busy, I, a young family, three kids had just been born, you know, boom, boom, boom. And we were building a new building, and I was trying to disciple all these new people that had come to Christ. And, and, and uh, uh, I remember going to this guy's house one night, and I was having a one-on-one -on -one Bible study with him. I was probably over, overly tired, you know. <laughs> no excuse. But anyhow, uh, I was at his house and we were talking about, some, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Something from the Bible. And, and I'd mentioned something a couple times to him and he, he wasn't getting it. And, I, and, I, and I, I hit the table with my hand. That's all I did. Got kind of angry at him. <laughs> you know, got kind of frustrated. And you know I lost that guy? I lost that guy. Never came back to church. I've never forgotten it. You know, because I dealt with him in harshness. Now, there's, there's a difference between dealing with firmness and harshness. I've had to deal with many people with firmness. <laughs> I had a guy come into my office one day when I was pastoring in Seattle. And uh, We'd, we dealt with him for about a year. I mean, we'd helped him. He'd been in and out of prison, big-time prison. I mean, big-time prison. 
and 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 we'd give him money and I mean we'd come alongside of him and one day he's sitting in my office the guy's about 42 years old and uh, he says to me Dave he said uh, you know I'm really interested in this particular young lady in the, in the church she was about 19 beautiful young lady and I looked at him and I said you see the door behind you I said, I want you to walk out that door. Don't you ever come back. <laughs> because this house is going to be a safe house. And we're not going to allow that kind of thing to happen in this place. And he did. He walked out. <laughs> Never came back. So that was, that needed to be done. Because I needed to protect the body of Christ. But that other situation was wrong because I did it out of anger. You know, I did it out of my flesh. It wasn't, wasn't standing up for the body of Christ. I had a guy stand up once in the church, begin to prophesy, and I didn't know him. And I felt like this is wrong. And I stopped him mid-sentence and I said, you're wrong. I'm going to ask you to sit down. This is out of order. We don't know you. Scripture's clear. Recognize those who minister among you. We don't know you. And he wouldn't stop. And I had two designated guys whose arms were bigger than my legs uh, at, at both, both sides of the congregation. I just pointed. One was a black guy. One was a white guy. <laughs> pointed to both of them. And they went back and hauled him out. And, and he, he's screaming curses against the church. We need to protect the body of Christ. Now, that's, that's good. That's right. We need to be firm. But, but we don't have to be angry. And we don't have to deal with things wrongfully. And uh, so we need we need to recognize the difference between dealing with things appropriately um, and sometimes firmly and dealing with people harshly. Um, that's why Peter in, in 1 Peter talks about to take exercise willingly, not for shameful game, not domineering over those in your charge, but be an example to the flock. So what, what causes a shepherd to minister correctly. And with this, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. What, what drives a shepherd with passion to feed and protect the body of Christ, to, to strengthen a heel, to go after lost sheep, to even lay down his own life for the sheep? You know, I, I must say that, that, that my 35 years of pastoring, I, I loved pastoring. I didn't quit pastoring because I was burned out. Actually, what happened to me, I... I, I, I uh, I felt like my tenure at Philadelphia Church in Seattle was done. I did what God had called us to do there. We were there 11 years. And one Sunday night coming home from a prayer meeting, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you're free to go. And I'd been waiting for that, <laughs> you know. And, and so uh, I announced to the congregation that, 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 that we, would be, we would be moving on. I stayed another year and helped them in the process of discovering a new pastor. And, um, and so, so we, we did that process. But so, so, so there, there are times when that's, when that's, when that's appropriate. But I, but I, uh, and, and that was the last church I ever pastored. I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, shortly after that, I was invited by Great, Great Commission Media to, to represent them all over the U.S. And I've been doing it for the last 12 years. But I never saw that coming. But I love pastoring. I, 
I loved that 35 years of ministry. And, 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 and it was never something that I did because I had to do it. I did it because I loved it. I did it because God put a love in my heart for people. And, and um, I, th- I think there's this issue. And that's why this service this morning is being taken for this. All right? Is because we want something to happen to your new elders today. Frankly, to all of them. It's, it's the same thing that happened to David in 1 Samuel 16 where it says, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon them. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. And I, I, I pray that, that this morning the Spirit of the Lord would come upon Bob and Mick and Joe and Pastor Rob in a new way this morning. In a new way today. In a different way today. And give you different eyes, different hearts, different understandings for, for, um, for, for this body and what this body needs. And, and, and something changes when, when the love of God is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. When the love of Christ controls us, he, th- then He empowers us. He empowers us to feed and to protect. He empowers us to strengthen and heal. He empowers us to go after lost sheep. And then we all keep in mind the reality that, that we serve under the authority of one, don't we? And one day, we're going to give an account for how we lead and how we serve. You know, a lot of people don't see a lot of things, but God sees it all. And we want to lead with credibility. And one day, when we stand before the Lord, to have the Lord say, well done. Good and faithful servant. I'm, I'm so grateful that he didn't say, well done, good and perfect servant because <laughs> we none of us do it perfectly but we could be faithful faithful to our calling faithful to what God has called us to father I thank you for this morning I, I sense this is a cease change for this congregation this recognizing officially godly leadership in this church. A sea change. And so God, we pray in the name of Jesus that the Spirit of the Lord would would rush upon Bob and Mick and Joe and Pastor this morning. I pray, oh God, that, that, that the leadership of this church, Lord, there would be an unusual sense of unity amongst them. One heart and one mind I pray that together they would discern the purpose of of God for this church in this community. God, we pray for that in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that that you're giving uh, Bob an extended team now. He's had Joe, but now now he's got two more other guys to work alongside of him. What a joy and what a privilege. Thank you for everyone who... uh, who's involved in ministry here. I think of Rob and his ministry in music and and others that, God, you're using. But I thank you, Lord, for these elders that you you have identified and you, you are raising up for this body. We praise you for that this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen.
coming to this moment as a congregation, um, installing, uh, again, it's an interesting term, but installing elders. And we, A few weeks ago we talked about that there are elders among us, elders in the faith, but um, these will, are, are recognized um, spiritual leadership and authority. Um, you know, we've gone through a journey ourselves of what, what are elders, and if you've come out of a church, you, you may have come out of a church that approached eldership or deacons or in a certain way, and it might have felt very governmental. It might have felt just appointed. Um, elders are, it's a spiritual office, and we are a spiritual people. We're a peculiar people in the body of Christ. The Bible says that, that we are a peculiar people, and it's true because our, our belief system is that God, in his infinite love, mercy, wisdom, sovereignty, created this entire universe. And he, and he breathed the spirit of God into people, into man, into Adam. And he breathed his life. And he's calling us as a people to be different, to come out of the world and to look different. You know, I, I say this a lot. We are not uh, just a club we're not a social organization. Yeah, there's aspects when you come to church that it's a, a social event. Um, we love to be here and, and visit with one another. And thank you so much, Zach. Visit with one another and, and have snacks. We do our barbecues and things. So there's a social aspect, but this isn't a social club. We're a spiritual people. And God is calling each and every one of you and me to a deeper place. And he's calling us to to walk with him in a new way. One of the things I want us to hear this morning is that we should all be saying, Lord, what do you have for me? This isn't, oh, great, there we're going to install got a couple of elders, and now I cannot call them for prayer and things like that. This is another moment of, Lord, what, do you, what is it that you have for me? How can I grow? Um, it, was, it was really interesting. All, all the elders, Joe and Bob and Mick, they're all... 67, 69 years old. I think all of you, right? So they're, they're going to be with us for a few more years, but how many? Who's next? Amen. Who's next? See, as, as the body of Christ, we should be pressing in to, to Jesus and growing in him. And I would... Pumpsy would say, well, you know, should you want to be an elder? And is it something you strive for? First Timothy says, this is a faithful saying. If a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. And then he goes on and lists what it is. I, I love it because it says a bishop, an overseer, then must be blameless. And everything that it talks about Really, uh, the majority of what it talks about is about being, not doing. It's about who we are going into Christ. We're, we are in Christ, and we're new creations, and we're letting the Lord transform us. And so this morning, this isn't just uh, a moment of installing elders, though it's important to recognize the giftings and the, and the, the calling of God to shepherd the flock. We're going to be praying for them in just a moment. And uh, Pastor Dave has a charge to, to Bob and Mick. But it's also for us to say, Lord, we, we, we want to grow. If we're, we're called to help shepherd you together, then, then your job is to, to grow like a sheep would. 
to, to keep growing in Christ. And um, when the Bible talks about it, it says if you're sick, call the elders. When you need, you, you want to grow. You, you call upon people not to f- just feed you, but to help you to learn how to feed yourself and to grow. So, um, in this moment, I do want to just leave us with, Lord, what is it that you have for me? Each of us, he's calling. One of our uh, things that we say here a lot is one step closer to Jesus. What's your next step? What is God calling you into? Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's going to call all of us to, to keep, keep, keep growing, to keep pressing into him. Um, I've known, actually, uh, I, I've known Bob and Mick really both uh, about the same time, um, which is getting scary. It's coming up on like 30 years we've known each other I've known Bob for 30 years and Mickey probably about about 26 27 years and um, I I can definitely speak for Bob this is not something that he's really ever desired he's never says you know I just can't wait to be an elder but I think what what's happened in this process is he's recognized that that God has been calling him deeper and wanting him to take a step Mickey has been an elder Uh, he was an elder at Assemblies of God church for some 20 years or so um, he w- was part of Hope Chapel and was the pastor there and now he's with us and so you have people who've been in the faith for a long time and, and have, have grown and are continuing to grow so we're going to ask them to go ahead and come Joe and uh, we're going to ask Pastor Dave come he's going to come and give a charge to Bob and Mick, and then we're going we're gonna to pray for them. We're going to anoint them with oil, and we're going to do this together because as a congregation, we want shepherds. Look at this good-looking group. You know, we, 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 we want godly men, and, and uh, I, I even told this to Dave last night. As elders, we are in this to serve Jesus and to love and to serve you and to help you grow. And um, I am accountable to them, and we're accountable to each other. Amen. Um, I, I, I've said this. Uh, my, my view is, is the knights of the round table. When we come together and we pray, we get together almost every week and we pray. We pray for you. Pray for the things happening in your life. Um, you know, but when we come together in that moment, it's like all of our swords are on the table and we're all equal. We're just there to pray and to seek you, and they're there to keep me in line and, ch- and check and accountable. And so that's why I wanted these guys who aren't afraid to look at me if, if they need to and say, hey, dude, you're, you're off. So, Pastor Dave, come and bring a charge. All right. And uh, this, is, this is new for Bob and for Mick here in this house. Uh, but I'd like Pastor Rob and and, and Joe as well um, to kind of reaffirm it in your own hearts and lives as well. Um, and I'm not, even though it, it's asking for a response, I'm not looking for a response. I just want you to internalize it. All right? And why don't we all stand? Moved by your love of God and sincere desire to proclaim the gospel of his son among all people will you receive this ministry faithfully serve it 
Will you feed, shepherd, and protect the flock of Christ committed to your care? Will you take the oversight, not because you must, but willingly? Not for worldly gain, but that men and women might be free and grow in Christ. Will you be a servant of Christ to all, humbling yourself as Christ did? Will you seek to fulfill the great commandment to love the Lord and the great commission to reach the world? Will you present yourself to God as one approved, correctly handling the Word of God? Will you prepare yourself uh, to teach and correct and encourage with patience? and careful preparation, will you keep your head in all situations, responding without resentment towards those who may oppose you or, or are in error? Will you labor to maintain the unity of the faith under the headship of Jesus? Will you strive to build up the body of Christ? Will you seek to help to equip God's people for the work God has called them to? Will you totally depend on the grace of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to help you fulfill your ministry and to live as a sincere example, first to your family and then to those Christ calls you to? Will you fight the good fight of faith as a courageous soldier of the cross? Will you do all in your power to finish the race with steadfastness refusing to abandon the call of God in your life? Will you do so with an ongoing awareness that your ultimate goal is to have Jesus find you faithful? Will you cherish the body of Christ, honor and partner with true believers in Jesus? Will you give your life to extend God's kingdom that may be extended? To all nations. I pray that for you, and I pray that for me, <laughs> that we would all do that. And I commit myself right along with you in reaffirming the call of God in my own life as well today.